0: This is a hog sports network podcast. You're listening to the game changers, a podcast that highlights the success of female athletes across Northwest Arkansas and beyond. Here's your host, Ethan Westerman of the hog sports network.
1: Everyone. Welcome into the game changers podcast. Today is Friday, October the 13th. Yes. Friday, the 13th. Hence why the volleyball team is having a Fright Night match tonight uh, in Barnhill Arena against Ole Miss. So should be a big costume party in there tonight. That's at 7 p.m. I'm your host, Ethan Westerman, and thanks for tuning in. Uh, The podcast is going to look a little bit different today than uh, we normally do. I won't be bringing on a guest from one of the women's sports teams, but instead we'll be joined by Andrew Joseph and Paul Boyd. Uh, Those two cover the soccer and volleyball teams, so they'll kind of help give a little bit deeper of a look at how those two teams are doing now that their regular seasons are winding down, but really quick, want to do what we always do and give a few updates on some sports. Uh, I mentioned volleyball; they host Ole Miss tonight. They turn around and then host Alabama on Sunday. They're still riding a win streak; they haven't lost since August thirty first. Um, they're riding a thirteen game win streak, and are ranked the highest they've ever been. Um, they have been number thirteen before this season, and then last in nineteen ninety eight, they cracked up to number twelve this week. Um, so. New program record ranking for them. They're also number seven in the RPI. Uh, so the Razorbacks are certainly right in the thick of the national conversation right now. Um, Arkansas and Tennessee are still the only unbeaten in SEC play. They have a big match against each other next Friday in Knoxville. We'll definitely talk a little bit more about that um, next week. The soccer team, it lost its first SEC match of the year. That was this past Sunday at Auburn. They fell two to one. But they bounced back last night. They had a 3-0 victory over Florida at home. They scored all three of their goals in the second half. Um, really nice response by them. The Racerbacks are 6-1 in SEC play and have their sights set on another postseason run. Uh, Ava Tankersley, she's scored at least one goal in the last four games. So she's playing really well right now. And the team has a week break uh, before they'll play their next match, which is next Thursday at LSU. Swimming and diving. Uh, it defeated LSU on the road yesterday, 151 to 149, which moves them to 2-0 on, this, on the season. Um, They defeated Kentucky a little bit earlier this year. They have a meet at Arkansas Little Rock this morning, so uh, they're off to a really good start. Women's golf became the number one ranked team in the nation after winning the Blessings uh, Invitational last week. But they stumbled a little bit this week in Dallas at the Jackson T. Stevens Cup. They finished six out of seven teams there. It was a really loaded field though. Um, They all had a lot of top 10 teams. So they faced some good competition. Wouldn't get too caught up in that result. Um, It was really, you know, just kind of one of those things where they might've just been off and they were playing some of the best in the nation. So uh, women's golf still has a really good team. That's going to be exciting to keep on following. Softball dominated at the UMKC Fall Palooza tournament this past weekend. Those were uh, four exhibition games they won their games by a combined score of 53 to 2. Um I was out there. It was really I mean if the Razorbacks look like that in the regular season, which I get it, the competition will go up a little bit, but they still faced uh, three division 1 teams. They played UMKC twice and won both of those games. Um they then they played South Dakota State in their opener and South Dakota State had just gotten done beating uh, Nebraska like on the same field right ahead of time. They beat Jordy Ball the star pitcher who transferred from Oklahoma, uh, they beat her in the Huskers uh, 1-0 right before the Razorbacks took the field. So um, that was an impressive win over South Dakota State, especially winning that 19-0. Uh, the pitchers all looked great. Um, even at times whenever maybe one or two of them had an inconsistent inning, they always found ways out of it. To shut out all three Division One teams you play, pretty impressive stuff there. So, Uh, Brie Ellis almost hit for the home run cycle against South Dakota State. She was a three-run shot shy. She had 15 RBI on the weekend. Um, She had five home runs over the weekend. She's going to be fun to watch this year. And then finally, the cross-country team, they have a meet tomorrow at Virginia. It's a pre-Nationals invitational, so um, big meet for them. Well, on the other end of this break, I'll be joined by Andrew Joseph of the Hog Sports Network and Paul Boyd of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. They cover the soccer and volleyball teams, like I said. So we're going to dive into those seasons a little bit, but um, we'll give a few reflections and maybe some midterm grades. So stick around. That'll be coming up shortly.
0: Get the latest breaking news on all Arkansas Razorback sports at wholehogsports.com. Our award-winning reporters and photographers go beyond game recaps to bring our subscribers the most trusted Razorbacks news anywhere. With expert analysis, the latest in recruiting, plus unique and compelling stories of your favorite teams. Subscribe today at wholehogsports.com.
1: Well, like I said, I'm joined by Andrew Joseph of the Hog Sports Network and Paul Boyd of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette today. Uh, Andrew's our main guy covering the Arkansas soccer team. And then Paul does an outstanding job covering not only the Arkansas volleyball team, but also high school volleyball in the area. I actually think Chip Souza at some point has deemed Paul the king of volleyball. So if you don't already give him a a follow on social media, you should do so. He keeps up with all the volleyball in the area. But as listeners of this podcast know, I give updates on these two teams um, regularly, but like I don't actually get a chance to put my eyeballs on them for every second of action like Andrew and Paul do. So, fellas, this should be really good. Thanks so much for doing this.
2: Happy to um, spend some time with you.
1: Yeah, so we'll just start off for maybe somebody who hasn't even tuned into the season at all this year. So this is going to be pretty uh, general I'll start off with Andrew. Just give a quick rundown of the soccer season Um, so far for anybody who might just not even be in the loop at all.
3: Yeah, uh, the soccer season has been about what has been expected of them. They were expected to compete for for a deep postseason run, and they've gotten off to a good start. They're 10-3-1 right now. Uh, They've got to learn how to play on the road. All three losses are away. Uh, They really don't lose at home. Uh, They are unbeaten, and I think you put it in the, the game recap the other day. It's 20-plus games uh, unbeaten at home, um, but all three losses away. Two of the three losses came against top ten teams in North Carolina and Clemson, uh, and then they had their first SEC loss last week against Auburn. Um, but the thing about this Arkansas Razorback team is they're going to Always attack no matter who they're playing, uh, which has had led to their losses at North Carolina and at Clemson because normally teams go there and they don't try to play against them. They try to pack it in Uh, and Arkansas went out and they did their best to attack and they actually took the lead uh, first at UNC and then ended up giving up three unanswered goals lost that game three to one Uh, and then they felt. Hard done at Clemson, they had a couple goals ruled out for offsides, ended up losing that game one nothing. Uh, so those are both a couple games where they could have could have got a result, but they ended up getting the loss in both of those games. Uh, the SEC schedule has been really nice to them. They started off one first five SEC games uh, before their loss at Auburn, and uh, they're attacking presence. Like I said, they've got an All-American forward, Anna Potagil, a four-time All-American. Uh, she's been outstanding again, and and they've got a, a few freshmen as well uh, that have made a, a pretty big impact.
1: So quick question, too. I was I mean, I'm kind of confused on this, so I need to ask you just personally, will you explain the point system for those keeping up with now like the SEC and them working toward the postseason? I know they showed it multiple times on the broadcast last night. How are those points determined and with the standings by end? because I know a lot of people are just used to your general, you know, win loss standings, but they do mm-hmm. points in soccer.
3: Yeah, so a win is three points, a tie is one point, and you'd get nothing for a loss. So that is how those are accrued, and, and Arkansas has done a, a very good job of getting three points most of the season. Yeah.
1: All right, so, Paul, your turn now. Uh, give us a rundown of the volleyball season for anybody who hasn't tuned in.
3: Well, right now,
2: they're, uh, they've won 13 in a row, so obviously playing very well right, right at this moment. Uh, they have a couple this weekend uh, at home, and then they're getting ready for a, to play five on, five straight on the road, and which will be a very very key uh, stretch for them in this season.
1: And I guess just to string together thirteen wins, what do you think's been going well for them?
2: Oh, they're, well, they're they're playing extremely well together. I know I, I had a, a good visit recently with with uh, Jason Watson. And uh, Jason talked about how, well, obviously, they're out they're outsides, outside. Uh, Their outside hitters ha- have been outstanding, been very, very consistent. Uh, Middles, uh, Sanaya Pettis uh, is a middle who's new and kind of going in with maybe a little question mark. W- weren't sure what you get, but she's been really, really good. And setter, uh, Hannah Hogue again been very very steady she's uh from fort smith so uh, folks around this area who who follow volleyball would know her
1: sweet yeah she actually was on the show last week so anybody who's a friend of the podcast should have heard Hannah last week she was t- talking about her duck hunting with me so nice uh, she she can do it off and on the court so um well in the spirit of it being the midway point of the fall semester um I know that volleyball and soccer—they're well past midway of their season, um, but with it being the midway point of a semester and you know, kind of thinking about midterm grades, uh, let's take a little bit of time to reflect and just kind of give what grade you would assess at this point of the season to your team that you cover. First, we'll start with you, Paul, or uh, yeah, we'll start with Paul with the volleyball team.
2: No, oh, well, there's there's no question they get an A. I mean, they're they're 15 and two they are you know they're, they're only losses to have been to the number one team in the country and had a real real shot uh, you know played them on back-to-back nights and the first night they had a real real shot to get them uh, lost 15 13 in the fifth set in a in a set that went back and forth probably seven or eight league changes in that in that set so no question they get an a Yeah,
1: and they haven't lost since the month of august right
2: that'd be that'd be correct
1: yeah. And they were preseason ranked number 25. They've gone all the way up to number 12. So um, I think, yeah, any grade aside from an A might be unfair because they've only exceeded expectations.
2: Well, number 12, and uh, that's, that's, uh, I believe that's the highest uh, that they've ever been ranked in, uh, in school history. So yeah, no doubt.
1: All right, Andrew, uh, what grade are you giving the soccer team?
3: Yeah, I'm going to go with the B plus uh, and that might seem harsh because they are a top 10 team in the country, but this is a program that's expected to to be a contender. Uh, and I think just, I would have given them an A had they not lost last week to Auburn. Auburn is not having a very good year. It was Auburn's first SEC win of the season. Uh, and so that, that drags them down a little bit. Their other two losses are, are understandable, uh, but they, they've been playing well. Um, they just have a few things to clean up and transition and counter defense uh, really their their areas of improvement are all defensively they give up uh, a little bit because they attack so much they leave themselves vulnerable to counterattacks where their defense hasn't been uh, outstanding and then also set piece wise they give up uh, quite a bit of of goals off set pieces and corners free kicks and that that stuff um
1: will you talk a little bit about I think that talking about defensively they've They've got an issue kind of goalkeeper right now. Not really an issue. It's a good problem. But um, right. will you talk about what happened with Sierra going overseas and now how they kind of have two? two. Yeah, keepers? so
3: so last year they had Grace Barber in goal, and she played, I think, almost every minute of every game, and she set a program record for shutouts. She was a, a brick wall back there, and Sierra Cotillard was her backup all of last season. So coming into this season, Sierra started off as the, the number one goalkeeper, uh, but Sierra – was called into international duty for the Portuguese national team and went to go play. I think it was a World Cup qualifier. She went to go play uh, for the Portugal's, Portuguese national team. Uh, and while she was away from the team, Phoebe Carver, who is a freshman goalkeeper, was I think she made four starts and she ended up recording four shutouts. Uh, and so that forced a little bit of a, a midseason goalkeeper competition to where earlier in the season, Sierra Codyard started every match, played every minute of every game. Uh, after she left and Phoebe Carver recorded four shutouts, they're now in a timeshare where they're splitting halves now. Uh, and so Arkansas has two goalkeepers. I asked Colby Hale about it, and he said they're both good and they're both going to play. And so that's uh, that's where they are with their goalkeeper situation right now.
1: And Phoebe, her first game was against Alabama, correct?
3: Uh, Yeah, I believe so.
1: Which that was a huge – like top 10 game or something at that point.
3: Yes, that was that was a big rank matchup. It was at home. Uh, she recorded the shutout, she made a couple saves, uh, and I talked to her after the game and just I just kind of wanted to know her mindset coming into it because she was obviously a freshman making a big big start on a big stage and she didn't sound like a freshman at all. She was just talking about how thankful she was for the opportunity to get to play <laughs> and how much her her work and practice has paid off and it sounded like she had a very veteran mentality to things.
1: So there you have it. We have a A from Paul for the volleyball team. We have a B plus from Andrew for the soccer team. Now we're going to move into just a couple other kind of awards that we're going to give at this point of the year. We'll we'll start back with Andrew again. Um, Andrew game of the year so far in soccer.
3: Yeah, I'm going to go with the the three two victory against Grand Canyon. That was probably one of the wildest finishes I have ever seen. Uh, and so Arkansas was leading that game two to one for the majority of the game. I had my game story written, right? You know, right about time the the game's over. I'm getting ready to send it off. And uh, there's fifty seconds left in the game. Grand Canyon ties it. I'm like, oh, man, I got to rewrite this whole story. whatever. It was as a fun finish. But then Arkansas kicks off with fifty seconds left in the tie game, and then they scored the game winner with twelve seconds left. So there was two goals in the last fifty seconds. Uh, Arkansas won three, two. I think it was uh, Bella Field, a freshman forward, scored the game winner for her first career goal. uh, And it was in front of like the third largest crowd because they had done some little festival before for the fans. So everyone got to see it. It was a real neat environment. uh, And it was just an incredible game.
1: Paul, your turn. What's been the match so far for volleyball?
2: Uh, you know, I know this is gonna sound really strange, but I'm gonna their their match of the year probably is is the loss and and I know that sounds weird, but it's the loss to the number one team in the country. They played them uh, for played five sets and lost fifteen, thirteen in the fifth. Uh, the, and the the Wisconsin has been number one for quite some time now so there's no question that they are they're the number one team in the country and Arkansas had a shot at them uh in a in a back and forth this set well and they also won the fourth to force the fifth so you know to to play that well against the number one team in the country I, you know that's the, that's that's my game
1: Oh, for sure. And that was, I mean, for people who aren't familiar with volleyball, 15-13, you you have to win by two at the end of the game. So that was as close as you can get in a volleyball game.
2: Well, and like I said, I'm pretty sure if I recall that there were seven, there were at least seven or eight lead changes in that one. So you you had back and forth in that 15-13 game multiple times.
1: Who knows, had that one gone the other way, what Arkansas's rank would be right now? Because like Paul said, Wisconsin's been steady Freddy up there at number one all year long. Uh, we'll move on to the next question. Uh, we'll keep it with you, Paul. Impact newcomer or newcomers, if you want to give multiple shout outs on the volleyball team. I know you talked about Sanaya earlier, so I'm sure that might be where you're headed.
2: <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think I would go with Sanaya. That's, uh, you know middle is is something that they that they didn't have a an impact type middle a year ago so she's she's been very very good and uh, and been a, a big you know i i hate to say surprise but she is new to the team so so what they've gotten out of her has been a good good thing
1: andrew i know that soccer it's probably hard to just pick one newcomer because they have a lot of freshmen on the team but maybe just give a shout out to some of them who have made a big impact
3: yeah, they've got quite a few talented freshmen. Uh, I mentioned Bellafield earlier. She scored the game winner at Grand Canyon. Uh, her, Avery Wren and Kennedy Ball, I think, have started almost every game this year as freshmen. Uh, and they've, they've done really well. And I think probably the biggest impact they've gotten from a newcomer is is not a freshman, but a transfer in Morgan White. Uh, Mar- she I transferred from Marshall. Uh, she leads the team in goals. she gets six goals, uh, and she's been incredible. She's electric. She's got uh, great speed, uh, and Colby Hale talked about her uh, a couple weeks ago and said that, you know, she needed a little boost in in practice because she wasn't performing to the level she was expected, and Colby Hale said, you know, if you want to play professionally, we're going to need more, and then that was it, and now she's she's been on a roll.
1: Awesome. Well, we'll keep it with you. We'll go to most exciting player to watch. At least for you, I know this is pretty uh subjective.
3: Yeah, I think. Well, I think anytime you have a four-time All-American on your team, it's going to be hard not to pick pick them. And Anna Potajil is. I mean, anytime she gets the ball, she's a threat to score. Uh, and so she's she's probably my pick for most exciting to watch. She's been exciting all four years. She's or five years. She's been here now. Uh, she's just. Yeah, it's clear her goal numbers aren't where they were in prior seasons. She's got three goals in in 13 games this year, but it's clear that she's a a major part of the defense's game plans, and and they're trying to stop her and and make other uh, players score the ball, which... Arkansas has done a good job of getting other players involved. They get a ton of different goal scorers. Ava tankers, Lee, Morgan White, and B Franklin all have at least four goals this season uh, and so I would go with Annapata Jill. She just draws so much attention.
1: Paul, who we got as maybe the most exciting player on the volleyball court
3: i'm I'm gonna go with uh with Jill gillen
2: uh you know five foot seven on the outside, a uh, really, really dynamic player uh. You know, recently over eighteen hundred kills in, uh, in in her career, which uh, I believe that's number two now uh, all time. Uh, so yeah, you know, she again, it, it's one of those things where even though everybody in the in the place knows where the ball is going, she's still able to to put the ball down. And so you know, and to have that sort of pressure to know kind of to go to at times but still be able to, to, to do what you need to do.
1: I think I was looking not too long ago on the instant website. I was looking at the statistics, um, the kill leaders, the kills per set leaders. And you go down the list and it's like six, ones, six all these six footers. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait, we have somebody near the top who's five foot seven. And it's Jill Gillen at Arkansas. I think she's been described as kind of like a frog whenever she jumps, she just hangs up there. Um, So definitely I agree with that. I mean, I, this is kind of my first year really getting to watch the volleyball team and it's obvious. You you step into the gym, you watch her play, you're like, This is exciting. So <laughs> I definitely agree with that, um that pig. We'll keep it with you again, Paul. We'll go for biggest jump, like maybe a player who um has taken a leap this year that you're like, they've taken their game to another level.
2: Well, that that's probably Hannah Hogue. I mean, Hannah played in a in a and and this is kind of a change in the offense, playing a a six-two, but now playing a five-one, being the primary setter. Uh, she and she's been up to the task now, more more than up to the task. Uh, so I, I'm going to go again, uh, Hannah Hogue.
1: Yeah, I believe she's right now fifth in the nation in assists per set something like that so
2: fifth or sixth yes
1: and she so she's got a real shot at winning some awards this year but she's in a setter heavy conference I believe Kentucky and Tennessee setters are also right at the top so um but Hannah Hoke having a really impressive year um Andrew who would you give as maybe your biggest jump
3: yeah to me I think it's B Franklin uh she's been kind of a rock back there at a holding mid position and and she's tasked with doing a lot of Arkansas's dirty work, it doesn't necessarily always show up on the stat sheet, uh, but because Arkansas is such an attacking team, uh, she's the one that is responsible for limiting those counterattacks, coming back the other way, and she's just, she's the engine that drives that team, she's a physical player, she wins aerial threats, or aerial duels, uh, she is uh, scoring goals at a, at a high rate this season, she's got uh, five goals this year, uh, and she's just doing a lot of the the behind-the-scenes work, where she's running down, tracking the the opposition's attacking player and she's she's probably the most improved from my perspective perspective
1: great we'll keep it with you we got just a couple more questions um first one biggest question that needs to be answered throughout the rest of this season with the team in your head
3: yeah I think it's just their organization and communication with their defensive structure I think I've mentioned their attacking team they're an attacking team uh but that does leave them open and their defense has been suspect at times at times they are getting bailed out because the offense isn't capitalizing on the shots but the opposition is getting good looks and so i think Arkansas needs a little bit more focused defensively with their center backs and their communication uh, and a lot of that also can come from the goalkeeper we talked about their their goalkeeper battle there as well so i think the things that they need to clean up would be just their their communication on the back end of things
1: paul Biggest question you want answered from this volleyball team?
2: Well, the 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 question is, it really comes in comes down to the schedule. Uh, like I said, they're about to run run into five consecutive games on the road against, uh, and and three of those are against ranked teams, I believe. So they they they've got a what what you see from them uh, here here in the next little bit. We' we'll kind of tell you how their how their postseason could you know could shape up
1: all right. Well, on that note, we'll go with my last question. I will stick it with you, Paul. Um, ceiling for the volleyball team, maybe the floor for the volleyball team whenever we're looking at postseason
2: well, and ceiling ceiling is I, I think I, I really believe that uh, they are among the top sixteen. And uh, for the folks who who don't follow volleyball, the NCAA tournament they seed the top sixteen, so so that means they they will would host. So that's a big deal. Uh, so so this last little bit for them is is huge for them, you know, from a standpoint of postseason.
1: So your ceiling for them is hosting,
2: absolutely. And, and I and what I would.
1: They, I was going to say, what would your floor be?
3: Hmm.
2: Uh, floor would be the NCAA tournament.
3: Just and, an appearance.
2: And win, and win one. You know, I'd say win one.
1: Okay. Andrew, ceiling and floor.
3: Yeah, I think the ceiling for this team is really high. I think the ceiling is a national championship. That's the goal of this team. Uh, they've stated it multiple times this season. Uh, and I think the floor... Is if they they don't end up hosting in the NCAA tournament, a first round loss in the in the tournament. I think they're they're pretty safely a tournament team, uh, but they haven't fared well on the road against tough teams. So I think the floor would be to get a tough draw uh, and they go somewhere competitive in the first round loss.
1: Well, there you have it. This was uh, Andrew Joseph with the Hog Sports Network. Like I said, he covers a soccer team. Paul Boyd, Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. He is the volleyball guy. Um, guys, really appreciate it. This was good to do a little bit of just reflecting on our season so far.
3: Good stuff. thanks for having us.
1: And each week before we close the show, I highlight a game changer of the week. Um, a reminder, this is someone who's either doing something great in their competition of play, in the community, or in the classroom. It's just kind of a fluid award uh, kind of just for that week, somebody who feels like they might have been a game changer that week. Um, this week, I think that Jill Gillen deserves this award, Jill Gillen of the volleyball team. Uh, she was actually the game changer of the week earlier this year, but I think that we can't really talk enough about kind of the season and the, quite frankly, the career that she's having it at Arkansas. Um, Last week, she became the program's individual service aces record holder. Um, She did that during the Wednesday night road sweep at LSU and then was presented on Sunday with a commemorative volleyball. Um, prior to the team's match against Missouri. And then during that match, uh, the Missouri match, which Arkansas won three to one, she recorded 15 kills and moved to second place all time in the career kills category at Arkansas. She has 1,803, um, you know, for somebody who's five foot seven to do the things that she's done, she really embodies what it means to maybe overcome the odds a little bit and prove people wrong. Um, she's been just such a steady force for the Razorbacks. Um, you know, we just heard Paul talking about her, um, you know, we were just talking about the volleyball team, how she's just exciting to watch. Um, so she's been a game changer for Jason Watson's team since she got here. Uh, she continues it. And, you know, her work and the hard work of the whole team is starting to pay off as they're doing some things that they've never done before. So that's Jill Gillen of the volleyball team. She is the game changer of the week. Well, folks, this has been another episode of the game changers podcast. I'm Ethan Westerman. I appreciate you listening in. And this time next Friday, we'll actually have a special edition of this podcast from the SEC basketball media days, um, so look forward to that. Hope I'll see you then.
0: The proceeding has been a production of the Hog Sports Network. Look for our daily podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. For more Razorbacks coverage, go to wholehogsports.com or follow the Hog Sports Network reporters on social media.